Hey everybody, it's Ethan. Wanted to give a shout out to our friends at Contenders Clothing. Contendersclothing.com slash ref slash the wrestling life. At Contenders, they feature a collection of amazingly designed men's boxer briefs inspired by our athletic heroes and champions. Their boxer briefs use ride control technology, which prevents the underwear from riding up on the leg. Their design and creative partners are John and Mike Anderson, who are the founders of Tank Farm Men's Apparel Line and retail stores in Seal Beach and Huntington Beach, California. At Contenders, they also have an initiative called Everyday Contenders, where they give back to those who are fighting for something. The most recent cause was a second chance, and they're in the process of delivering underwear, hats, and t-shirts to Blessed Mary O Friends, which is a sober recovery assistance program. At Contenders, they really love to give back as well as provide great underwear, hats, and t-shirts. So check them out. Contendersclothing.com slash ref slash the wrestling life. And while we're talking about underwear, because we are obsessed with selling you underpants, don't forget to check out meundies.com slash the wrestling life. We all wear underwear every day. It's time to wear something more comfortable than regular underwear. And that's modal underpants from me undies. When you upgrade your undies game, everyone wins. I have a pair of me undies. They're awesome. It's Valentine's Day. It's right around the corner. It's time to start thinking about what kind of sexy underwear you'll be wearing for Valentine's Day. You too, ladies. So, I tried my first pair of me undies and it passed the test. I wear the trunks, but there are all kinds of bold patterns, conservative patterns, wacky prints, whatever you want. It's all there. MeUndies.com slash The Wrestling Life. If you click that link, MeUndies.com slash The Wrestling Life, you'll get 20% off your first order. If you don't love your first pair, they'll give it to you for free. You have no excuse not to try our favorite underwear brand now. So make sure you go to MeUndies.com slash The Wrestling Life to get 20% off your first order. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. MeUndies.com slash The Wrestling Life. You're listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life. The Wrestling Life. It's episode 103. We're in February 2017. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. Here to quickly recap NXT TakeOver, and then we'll get into the Royal Rumble and Raw and SmackDown coming off of WWE's second biggest show of the year. Uh, NXT TakeOver, quick hits. Uh, Bobby Roode won the NXT Championship. Uh, the Authors of Pain won the NXT Tag Titles. And Asuka retained the Women's Championship. Any surprises there to to you, Liam? And what did you think of a TakeOver show in general? This is It's kind of funny. Like I think this might be the worst TakeOver they've ever done. But that's still a really... But it was still like a really enjoyable, easy-to-watch show. So that's, that's more of a compliment to the overall, the kind of the standard they've set over the last couple of years. But yeah, I thought it was a pretty simple show. I think everybody kind of knew as hot as that Bobby Roode act is, or maybe, you know, you can argue whether it's just the theme music or not, but, uh, you know, it seemed like it, he was just kind of destined to get that belt. 
and I have to assume, though it appears not right away, that uh, the Nakamura is mean roster bound, perhaps after WrestleMania. So you know, maybe maybe they they do what they did with Balor and then keep him down there until the draft or something this year. But uh, yeah, I think it was a, that was really enjoyable, um, and uh, you know that's that's about it. It was it was. I don't think there was a single match on the show that I'm I'm really gonna remember. I mean, I'll probably remember Bobby Roode winning the title, but um, like I don't think there were any All Star classics on this show. But you know, it's, it was fine. It was enjoyable. What did you think? I enjoyed as well. I enjoyed the touch of the Seth Rollins angle being on the show. Uh, I think uh, they listened to their audience on that one. I have zero faith that they thought of that themselves. Uh, <laughs> I saw a bunch of people booking that on Twitter all week, and they went ahead and did it. So uh, good, to, good uh, kudos to them for that. And uh, everything was fine. Like, I, I'm expecting New Japan Shinsuke Nakamura, and this is not New Japan Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> this, is, this is smarter, older Nakamura who is not going to kill himself for NXT. And I applaud him for that. But it's just like... Charisma and the crowd make his give his matches uh, more credibility than they otherwise would have. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. Um, I will say, I think this is probably. Uh, I mean, he did a real great job in those last couple of minutes of the rude match, selling his knee and really, you know, what they say, playing playing to the back rows, making it really clear to everybody that uh, you know that his knee was was damaged and. It obviously played into the finish. You can you can argue whether it makes sense for the for the babyface to hurt himself and that lead to the heel winning clean or not. Um, but that's I think somebody noted on Twitter that's a pretty classic Triple H finish. So um, no, but I yeah I thought he worked maybe a little bit harder than he has on the last couple of times. Um, I enjoyed the matches with Joe for their they kind of had they did more of like a worked MMA style match. Um. So yeah, I I think there's enjoyable stuff in there, but yeah, as far as he he's definitely not going all out for for NXT, and as you said, you can't really blame him for it. The Royal Rumble was on Sunday. They announced over fifty thousand in the building. I think they announced fifty two thousand in the Alamo Dome. Umbra was about ten thousand less than that. Um, gets kind of the rule of thumb with WWE on big shows, but uh, the Royal Rumble. The Alamo Dome on the pre-show, Sasha Banks lost. The women's heel team on SmackDown lost. Uh, Naomi pinned Alexa Bliss to set up a challenge. SmackDown Women's Championship at the Elimination Chamber show. And the Raw tag titles changed hands. It wasn't time to beat either team, but they decided to beat the pseudo baby faces, Sheamus and Cesaro. They put the tag titles on Gallows and Anderson. Any surprises on the pre-show? Um particularly with that tag, tag title change, or did it kind of go by the numbers as to what you expected, Liam? Um, yeah, I thought I was a little surprised that Gals and Anderson won then, just because it was a kind of a, a heel-heavy, you know, a heel-win-heavy show. Uh, you know, you had Charlotte win clean, you had Nia Jax win clean, uh, Owens won. Um, and, I mean... <laughs> he got cheered because he was eliminating Roman Reigns and maybe he would have gotten cheered anyway, but Randy Orton is a heel and he won the rumble. So a lot of times when that, when they have a heel heavy heel win heavy show, they'll, 
they'll do a, you know, they'll let the, the faces win on the pay-per-view and then do the title change the next night on raw or something. So that, you know, maybe I'm a little surprised just because it was kind of a, a heel, a, a heel heavy show, but, uh, they, uh, they did a, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think if you're going to ever do anything with gals and Anderson, it really, you really just can't keep beating them clean. And uh, it looked like they were kind of doing the tease dissension stuff with Seamus and Cesaro. So maybe I'll get my wish as I uh, mentioned last week and uh, we'll, we'll get those guys in into a uh, separated and into the sort of that upper mid top mix for, uh, for some programs going forward. You mentioned Charlotte defeated Bailey. I was a little surprised at how clean uh, her victory was, but I guess why should I be? because they book heels like baby phases in this company. Um, so Charlotte retained over Bailey. Uh, Kevin Owens retained over Roman Reigns. That was a little surprising to me. But, uh, I thought that was the best match those two have had. Uh, I think they've had a lot of snooze fests, and Kevin Owens really worked his tail off to try to make that one memorable. And Roman more than held up his end. What did you think of the Owens and Reigns match? Yeah, Owens. Uh, Owens definitely has working shoes. I mean, you compare that to the match they had at Roadblock End of the Line, where uh, where they where Owens sat in a chin lock for like five minutes. Um, yeah, he worked his ass off. He went through that terrifying chair tower thing that he made. Um, I mean, they yeah they they uh, they work really hard. He's you know he's bumping all over the floor. Um, used pretty much every weapon you can think of. It was yeah, it was a crazy match. I think. I'm sure those guys also had a desire to outperform the uh, Styles and Cena match. So, uh, yeah, uh, they, they worked really hard. This was definitely the best match these guys have had. Um, and that being said, I hope we never see it again. Uh, let's see. Jericho was in the shark cage. Uh, what else do we have on the show? We had AJ and John Cena. Really good stuff. Just really good stuff. John Cena won a version of the WWE World Title for the 16th time. These two have had, or did you prefer their SummerSlam contest? Yeah, I thought this was a little bit better. Um, it's a good problem to have, I think, uh, picking between these two matches. But yeah, I thought this one, uh, it, it just seemed a little smoother. Some of their transitions uh, were a little were a little cleaner. Um so yeah, I thought I thought it was really good. The the spot of Cena putting AJ in the figure four was really awesome. Um, they uh, they did a I thought yeah they just did a they did a great job. It's 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 hard to critique something that was uh, so darn near perfect. It's definitely the best WWE match uh, at least since uh, that DIY uh, revival tag match in November. So best WWE match I thought in in months. And better than anything on either of the December pay-per-views by a wide margin. So, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Two incredible professional wrestlers, and uh, as a kind of one-year anniversary for AJ Styles being in the company, you know, not 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 a bad year, not a bad year. This AJ Styles fellow had. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's a he's a pretty good pro wrestler. Uh, Randy, or am I forgetting anything else on the Royal Rumble card? Or is it was just the Rumble match left? You forgot the outlandish Rich Swan versus the king of the cruiserweights, the new sensation Neville. Remember when Vince wanted to call him the new sensation for like three weeks? Yeah, both of those lines are straight out of 
Vince McMahon's brain, the outlandish, both of those branding tags, the outlandish and the new sensation, the man that gravity was, forgot. Yes. They were keeping the man that gravity forgot, but also adding the new sensation. So we have like an eight minute ring intro for a while. But uh, yeah, that was a, uh, that they, those two guys worked really hard and they tried to make it special and they gave them a video package before the match. Um, and the crowd just didn't care. This felt like this was, this was the bathroom break match. It felt like, and uh, you know, Neville's the right guy to be champion right now. So it's, you know, good, good, clean finish. And then you, they seem to be planting some seeds towards Neville working with Jack Gallagher um, on 205 Live this week. I didn't actually get to see the show, but I saw they wrestled in a tag. So uh, you could probably, you know, build him or build Cedric Alexander up. Of course, you've got Grand, Grand Metalik just kind of sitting on the sidelines still. I don't know if he's still got dates in CMLL or not or uh, what, what his deal is exactly. But um, So there's, there's talent there. And like I said, I think we talked about this more last week. They're, they're starting to figure out that they need to build – they need to just pick a couple of guys and build their individual characters up. And then you can build a division out of that, like they did with the uh, with the women's division. Uh, so it's it's a work in progress, but this is definitely showing signs of improvement compared to like two or three months ago when it was just T.J. Perkins wrestling Brian Kendrick and nobody caring. So I I think they're on the right track. And the Rumble match, Randy Orton won the gosh darn Royal Rumble. Uh, we recorded just before the wrestling observer posted last week and i don't know why we ever 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 do that if there's any good con- any good news or content or you ever learn anything on this show yeah. it's either straight out of the wrestling observer or one of us has learned it from subscribing to the wrestling observer for for years and years just go ahead to wrestlingobserver.com i don't know what you're doing listening to this and give them your money every month but anyway <laughs> The, the Observer last week, right after we recorded, that Randy Orton was the new favorite to win the Royal Rumble and that Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton was the title match for WrestleMania. Sure enough, Randy Orton won the Royal Rumble and <laughs> Bray Wyatt's in the Elimination Chamber, uh, in the main event of the Elimination Chamber coming up here and could very well win the championship in that match, which would make that match a reality. He thought the finish was good. I thought the rumble was pretty well booked. Um, even if there weren't, there weren't a whole lot of guys like rocket science. When a guy enters the Royal Rumble, you need like six people rush to him and feed themselves to him so he can run wild and look good for thirty to sixty seconds. And there wasn't a whole lot, a whole lot of guys feeding in the rumble but aside from that nitpick i thought this is one of the better booked rumbles of all time even though the finish to me was flat just because randy orton in main events in 2017 and i'm a huge randy orton fan what'd you think of the rumble liam uh yeah it's it's a funny thing like i think out of context like in, in if you go back and watch this show in a couple of years you might go wow that was a really great royal rumble um but I think yeah, the the finish wasn't uh, just wasn't what I was looking for. Um, I think every I mean everybody had different ideas, and it seems John Cena has uh, a few other. Uh, he's he's not going to be wrestling Samoa Joe. That's uh, as I predicted last week. So uh, that's that's been made clear, and 
I don't know. I think maybe you could. There's a, there's a lot of guys I would have put in that spot if you wanted a SmackDown guy to win. Um, I I don't I don't know. I think it, uh, it just all of it just seems a little flat, like you said. I mean, Randy Orton's been been around for a long time, and they mentioned he had won a previous Royal Rumble, and I I kind of remembered that, and I looked, I was like, that was that was eight years ago, the last time he won Royal Rumble, and here he is in 2017 right back in that spot. So it's kind of hard to feel like, you know, they, they push all of this new era branding on us about how things are different and there's a new, new breed of superstar. And then it's mania time and we just grab all of our security blankets and, and throw, you know, and, <laughs> and uh, it's just all the guys that have been main eventing for the last 10 years. So that's, uh, so, you know, it was a little disappointing maybe, um, Especially if AJ Styles ends up wrestling Shane, man. Um, yeah, I'm. I I'm not. I'm I'm upset about that. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't blame you for that. I don't blame you for that. God bless AJ. Um, I don't even. I don't even dislike Shane that much. But yeah, no desire to see that one. I mean, and you know, like AJ is going to get like a three and a half star match out of him because he's AJ Styles, and he's going to do everything to make it great because um, he's the closest thing to Shawn Michaels uh, level of talent walking the face of the earth today. But it's just, it's Shane McMahon, dude. I don't want to watch AJ. I know Shane is a dangerous shoot fighter, um, but I, I don't want to watch AJ sell for his punches. So we'll, we'll get, we can, we can cross that road when we, uh, when we get to it though. Uh, overall rumble was fun. Uh, they're doing Brock and Goldberg right, which is sh- still kind of shocking to me. Um, seems like we're headed for Owens and Goldberg at Fastlane, which I'm really excited to see. Um, I'm excited at the idea of Bill Gold. You know, maybe flying in the face of everything I just said about Randy Orton winning, I'm excited about Bill Goldberg winning a world title at uh, in 2017. So, but you know, he has so hasn't been around for the last. Uh, 13 years so I you know <laughs> I'll use that as my excuse he's still fresher than a guy like Cena or Orton uh, being in the main events to me and he's the last real baby face in wrestling true uh, Seth Rollins God bless his soul I'm very sorry that Seth got hurt again Seth was a total heel on Raw and uh, you mentioned Samoa Joe's not wrestling John Cena at Wrestlemania uh, the Observer this week, by the way, says that it's looking like Cena and Nikki Bella against The Miz and uh, Maurice at WrestleMania. Um, but uh, Samoa Joe looked to be Seth Rollins' opponent at Fastlane or somewhere along the, the road to WrestleMania. And they did this hot angle to close Raw where Joe laid out Rollins. I was watching it. I thought, man, Seth's really, really selling for this guy. He is really, wow, Seth is really just throwing himself around. Wow, Seth is really c- kind of being reckless. <laughs> yeah. And then and then the news comes out, you know, uh, about 36 hours later, that Seth re-entered his knee and was on his way to uh, Birmingham to be examined by Dr. Andrews again. As of our recording time, uh, according to reports from the Observer and from Seth Rollins himself on Twitter, 
Um, WrestleMania is very much up in the air right now. There's about an eight-week recovery time. That doesn't scream a uh, re-tear of an ACL to me, but clearly something not right is going on there again. Seth, but uh, that that was the uh, the biggest news coming out of of Raw to me. What did you think of the way they debuted Joe and uh, poor Seth? Yeah. Um, if you're going to put Joe on Raw, this was probably the way to do it, um, bringing him in as Hunter's Enforcer. Uh, I do think this might be, for Joe, uh, for his TV prospects, it may be a, a blessing for him because I get the feeling his debut is probably going to go a lot like uh, the big show's WWF debut. And I think Seth would have pinned him clean with the pedigree at Fastlane if, uh, if this if uh, if things had gone as planned. So, this might be better for Joe in the long term. Uh, obviously, if Seth is out, there's there's a, a vacuum there for Hunter. Uh, you know, maybe you just put the belt on him again. You know, that's we, we may we may just have no choice but to make Triple H the champion again. Yeah, that's um, what happens, right? Make make that match with uh, Brock and Goldberg a triple threat. Sure. Um, you know, you know. Um, no, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, eight weeks, it sounds doable. If he doesn't do, you know, you can have him cut promos and, and uh, you know, and and still talk and, and do recovery vignettes and all that kind of stuff. And um, But if, it's get, if it begins to look like he's not going to be ready, um, then, yeah, Hunter's got to find a, an opponent. I don't know if you do a sudden turn with Joe. Do you bring up Nakamura? I mean, you could bring up Nakamura, obviously. That's that's my answer to pretty much every problem they have when a guy, you know, when they don't have enough talent, is why is Cincinnati Nakamura wrestling in Orlando in front of 200 people then, if you need more talent. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, obviously, hopefully everything will be fine and uh, and Seth will be back in time. But, uh, yeah, it's just it's just rough. It feels like some, some deity just does not want to see this match happen. Um, some... Some uh, force of nature is trying to prevent Seth Rollins from wrestling Triple H, but uh, yeah, there's yeah, it's, it sucks. But uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, Joe Joe's first few months on the main roster are booked better than the big shows. That was my thought coming away from from all of that. A lot of parallels there. Uh, SmackDown, as we mentioned, the Elimination Chamber match is set. There's actually like three or four matches for that show. And it's because, you know, we're less than two weeks away from it. Uh, that one's coming up real quick before we get out of here. I know you said you wanted to talk about the booking of Lex Luger and Bret Hart in the Royal rumble. Uh, so Liam, the floor is yours. Okay. More. I'm just thinking going forward. Like why didn't they turn Lex Luger heel? Like they, Uh, by that point, they already knew Bret was the guy for at least the next year. They knew he was going to be the champion for a while. He had, I mean, you had, I know you were trying to make Owen a top heel, but I mean, like when Brett and Owen wrestled for the title in the cage, they weren't even the main event on that show. Uh, Undertaker and fake Undertaker were. Like, so clearly they didn't have that much faith in Owen. I was like, why the hell didn't Luger turn? Or hell, when Diesel is champion the next year, why didn't you turn Luger heel instead of making him wrestle Mabel? Like, <laughs> I just. I just think it's like Lex Luger ends up in a tag team with the British Bulldog doing nothing for like a year and then leaves and goes to Nitro. And I was just like, what? I was just, it's like, okay, we know we're going to make Brett the champion. We're going to make Brett the top guy again. 
He's going to need challengers. Um, you know, you, maybe you do the match with Owen at King of the Ring or something instead, and then at SummerSlam you do Bret and Luger. Like that just makes so much sense to me. Um, and I, so I was just thinking, we were just talking about kind of perplexing things from old Royal Rumbles over the last few weeks, and I was just like, you know, just as an aside, I mean, maybe we'll make this a semi-recurring segment where one of us just has a random non sequitur wrestling opinion to get out. But uh, yeah, I was just thinking. Man, Lex Luger probably should have been a heel in 1994 and uh, in 95. Liam, why hasn't Roman Reigns been turned heel in the three years we've been doing this show? <laughs> <laughs> I, f- I feel like there are some parallels. <laughs> I feel like we've been talking about the Roman Reigns and Lex Luger parallels for like three years now as well. Uh, yeah. When they when they pushed him instead of Brian, that was you know that was that was him and Brett pretty much to a T. Um, yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of parallels. That's that's a way to make it relevant. Which, by the way, based on television on Monday, certainly doesn't look like Roman's turning. Um, I know they could maybe maybe they'll turn him for when the Undertaker feud actually starts. But man, I get the feeling. You know what? It's like Undertaker's going to lose clean to the spear. And he's going to shake Roman's hand and raise his arm. And 75,000 people are going to boo The Undertaker in what could be his final wrestling match. Like, I just, that's what's going to happen, right? Quite possibly. Boy, did Taker look bad at the Rumble. Yeah, he's getting to like, I, I called it the 2005 Hulk Hogan levels of bad, where it's like, uh, you know, he can do enough to work the crowd. And guys can run into him and take bumps off of his stuff, but he's not. But he's just—he just looks like he's in a lot of pain. And someone said, "Hey, at least Hulk Hogan was still in cosmetic shape in 2005 and 2006 for those matches with Orton." I was like, "Well, that's true. So maybe it's like <laughs> Taker may maybe approaching like 2010 level uh, TNA Hulk Hogan, where it was really all he could do was." let guys run at him and basically raise his fists. Um, he took that one bump off the spear from Goldberg. It was definitely the lightest spear I think Goldberg's ever delivered in his life. And uh, he still apparently, you know, according to the observer and, you know, just my eyeballs watching him, uh, dude was not having a good time. So hopefully, and I know he's coming off hip surgery. He's old, 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 old. Um, although, you, although it's funny, um, his hair is very dark. So, uh, yeah, he has a youthful, youthful head full of dark hair. I thought, I thought for a minute uh, before I realized it was the Undertaker that a that a twenty three year old man had uh, had entered the room. But uh, no, it turned out it was the Undertaker. His his hair is just dark. Um, deceptive. <laughs> um, still has more hair than Baron Corbin, though. By the way, so they may want to Baron may want to look into some alternative hairstyles coming up pretty soon yeah. um yeah but uh hope undertaker uh can can heal up a little bit he's got a couple of months he's not i'm guessing they're not going to do very many physical angles with him and roman going forward but yeah that uh all of that roman reigns slash lex luger stuff mixed with uh mixed with the undertaker not looking so good to me maybe maybe that's the match that should be called off whether whether seth, whether seth can go or not like uh, you know, everybody always talks. Shawn Michaels is, you know, always talked about wanting to leave before 
you know, leave them wanting more, not wanting to leave because everyone was going, Oh my gosh, he needs to retire. It's like, we're, we're pretty much getting there with undertaker. Like, I think he, his role needs to be, you know, his, he does his entrance. He gives somebody a choke slam and then he poses and, you know, he could show up on raw once, once or twice a year and do that. Like, I, I don't know this guy should be taking any bumps ever again. Tell you what, I do think Roman is. I do think Roman is finally turning. I think Stro- I think Strowman is going to be the new baby face, and I think Roman is turning. Roman's doing a lot of heel mannerisms. Watch his facial expressions. Roman is totally doing heel stuff, and Strowman has been booked like a baby face for a good solid while here now. Question is that uh, Strowman will be the new baby face, uh, number one baby face, and Roman. They're gonna. I think they're gonna turn him. Although we were, was talking to my uh, to my girlfriend today about how they were teasing Sasha Banks's heel turn on on Raw, and she's like, "Oh, so they're gonna pull the trigger there soon?" And I'm like, "Well, it all depends what side of the bed Vince McMahon wakes up on tomorrow." <laughs> like, like it really. <laughs> I could, like you said, Roman could turn for the Taker feud. He could not turn. Uh, I don't know. None of this matters. None of this matters. Everything is meaningless. <laughs> all right. But if you take one that's all I got the show this week, folks. I just it's that Lex Luger should have turned heel in nineteen ninety four. I think that's all we got. That's all I got. You got anything else? I think that's it. Until next week, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. And we'll be back very soon with more stories from the wrestling life. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the elite podcast network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys. If Roman wasn't doing the facial expressions, I would like. Do you know? Am I crazy? Am I just seeing stuff I want to see, or did you notice know that too? No, I did. But like, he did that. Remember, like in the match he did with Seth at Money in the Bank, he was doing that. In the triple threat with Seth and Dean, he was doing that. The match with Balor, he was doing that. And then they just never turned him. And it's like I think he may want to turn. They may be building up for a turn. But at the end of the day. 
I don't know that we're going to see a turn. And the announcers were still very much treating him like the baby face on Monday, at least. So, you know, he's definitely, I mean, he's definitely, it seems like maybe he's just trying. Maybe he's like, if I just act like a heel completely all the time, they'll have no choice, but, but to turn me. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, it's, it's Finn Balor debuting on the main roster at this point for me. It's, you know, I, I will believe it when I hear him cut a heel promo, when I hear him, when I see him actually turn heel, that's when I'll believe it. I, I'm not really sure I believe it's going to happen until then. Yeah, that's, that's sound reasoning. <laughs> Can't argue with your logic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really, and no one should be able to argue with your logic, but if this com- but this company isn't logical, so it certainly like, is. Like everything you said, everything about the Rumble, the way he acted on Raw, yeah, absolutely. If it was anybody else in any other company, you'd be like, oh my god, that guy is so obviously turning heel. But <laughs> there's an insane seventy year old man running running things. Yeah. <laughs> Try to keep on keeping on.